Well, of course, Easter is the perfect time to reappraise who we are. Um, A people bought with a great price, um, adopted by the creator of heaven and earth, described as his children, um, as precious jewels in his sight. People who have a past that is dealt with, a future that is beautifully laid out before us, and indeed a present that is worth the living. Easter reminds us who God is, what he has done, what motivates him, what compels him to create the universe and yet look upon us in comparison to the stars and the mountains and the oceans and say, we are what is beautiful. Easter prompts us to remember once again the greatest love story in existence. The story of the king willing to take off his crown and come off his throne and come and rescue the one he loves, to die for the one he loves. Easter reminds us that from the the, the, the crunch of that apple, from the reverberation of that sound in the Garden of Eden, Christ was headed to the cross. And he came not just to rescue us from the consequences of sin, not just to rescue us from, but to rescue us to life, to life with him. Easter reminds us that when Christ cried out, it is finished, he meant it, that the pardon was indeed filled, fulfilled, pardon was paid in its entirety. Easter reminds us that Jesus did not stay in the tomb, but that King rose again alive that first Easter Sunday morning. And this means that having died, he paid the price. He rescued us from our past. But because he lives, we can be with him now and for eternity. Now, due to the nature of this musical evening, uh, I decided that I would use the words of the hymn that we just heard, uh, wonderfully captured with the words, Because He Lives, for brief consideration. It's a short hymn, as you uh, heard. It has three verses and a chorus. It rather encapsulates what Easter is all about, what it should mean to us here and now. That opening verse started off with God sent his son, they called him Jesus. He came to love, heal and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Amen. There's a lot in that verse, to be fair. It talks of God becoming man, Christ Jesus, that long-awaited, long-promised Savior of the world. But I suppose one of the catch-out, stand-out phrases is, he came to love. This is a rather crucial point. It is the motivation to why he became a man, that that motivation held him all the way to the cross. Love emerges in everything that he does, in everything that he says. It is this powerful love that ultimately sees him live and die in order to buy our pardon. To understand it better, I always refer to to that Hebrew word, hesed, that Hebrew word for God's love, that term that literally means a love that will not let us go no matter what. 
That love that means that nothing can separate us from the love of God. That love that inspired creation. Uh, The love that motivates forgiveness that we do not deserve. Love that ultimately results in the death of Christ on the cross. And that love that saw him rise up and intercede for us even now in the throne room of heaven. This is the love that leads to that purchase of that pardon in full bought at an unimaginable price. You know, if I was to ask you, what is your value? It is quite a a difficult question to answer. Uh, This last week while, I've been trying to buy uh, life insurance, and one of the questions is, uh, to what valuation should be put down? You know, how much are you actually worth? And I guess if you were to ask my wife and my children, uh, I would imagine, uh, that they would say that there is no amount of money that could possibly fulfill uh, the gap, that could possibly fill the absence. I dare say, uh, you know, they have a rather high valuation for me. If you were to ask other people, I dare say they would have a much lower valuation uh, for my going. It's a difficult question. I was generally at a loss when they said, what are you worth? And it's not really a question that any of us can answer. You see, the only true valuator of you and I is, of course, the creator, the one that made us, the one that knows us. He is the only true valuator of what we are worth. And in the full knowledge of everything that you are, everything that you have said, everything that you have thought, even though sometimes safely secured in the sphere of your mind. And he knows it all, and yet he knows your value. He said it was this much. And he died. That is the value that you hold for him when he weighed you up and he came up with the price. He sees you clearer than anyone else can. And he thought you were worth his death, worth the rescuing, worth being redeemed and ransomed, restored to be what you were meant to be. And to that end, the ransom was indeed paid. The account paid in full. The crimes obliterated from the face of the earth, never to return. That's verse 1. The second verse says how sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he gives, but greater still the calm assurance this child can face uncertain days just because he lives. Facing uncertain days, the resurrection of Jesus Christ affects how we face the storms of life today. I think of it very often in light of of a famous Old Testament uh, text, uh, Isaiah 25, verse 8. When I am facing the hard things in life, this is the text I very often return to. It says this, He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord Yahweh will wipe away tears from all faces, and the shame of his people he will take away from all the earth, for Yahweh has spoken. What a verse, what an encouragement it is to read this. Now, we're not furnished all the details of what glory will be like, and sometimes we take we kind of meandering thoughts as to what it may be like, and of course they all pale into comparison to what the reality will be. But we are told the most important pieces of information, and we are told time and time again, God will wipe away the tears. The tears mankind has poured out in torrents in oceans across history. Uh, 
the salty locks of our own lifetime will be tended to by the hand of God. The broken hearts, every jagged breath, an anguished soul is healed. And joy replaces sorrow. This is what happens when a God of Hesed gets hold of you in eternity. Where death is gone, tears are wiped away, the shame of the people <laughs> removed. And so this sure future, well, that's how we deal with the storms now. We have a calm assurance now, stilling the fears of the uncertain present because of that assured future. And that's verse 2. Verse 3 says this, And then one day I'll cross the river. Notice it doesn't say I might or I may. I will cross that river. I'll fight life's final war with pain. And then as death gives way to victory, I'll see the lights of glory and I'll know he lives. There's no perhaps, there's no maybes, there's not, you know, I hope that God will. It is, I will see the lights of glory. There will come a time when the measure of our days comes to an end. At that point, we will fight that last fight, that last war with pain. Just before victory breaks open the jaws of death. And we can fully appreciate what the psalmist said when he wrote in Psalm 17, verse 15. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I shall be satisfied with your likeness. One day we will be remade and we will stand in his presence. That is the consequence of Easter. That we will see him face to face, no longer haunted by the flaws and failings or rebellion and resistance to him that has marked our life. But instead we'll be perfected, righteous forever and ever in a future that makes the life we have now worth the living. And so we have that chorus. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. And so the risen king holds the future. And so we can face the present. It's not just the absence of fear that he brings. It is rather, it is a life worth living that we can grasp hold on to. A life that reflects him in what we say and what we do. And so, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Uh, because he lives, I have a pardon I did not deserve. Because he lives, I can face the uncertain days. Because he lives, I have a glorious future. And even now, because he lives, I have a life that is worth living. And so when we remember the cross and the empty tomb, we do so in the knowledge that our past is dealt with. Our future is glorious and our present is worth the living. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we do indeed praise your wonderful and glorious name. That not just that our past has been dealt with, 
And not just that we have a future far more glorious than we can imagine, but that even now, in this moment, at the present, we have a life that is worth the living because of you. And so, Lord, I do pray that we would indeed know this to be true for ourselves, that we would live this truth out every day beyond Easter. In Jesus' wonderful and precious name, Amen.